0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you
1: did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Rachel Campos-Duffy. I'm Will Kane. I'm Harris Faulkner. And this is the Fox News
0: Rundown. Wednesday, October 18th, 2023, I'm Evan Brown. The conflict between Israel and Hamas continues and now seemingly grows as violent protests erupt outside U.S. embassies across the Middle East as Iran watches waits, coordinates, despite President Biden issuing warnings but relieving them of sanctions.
1: This strategy is not working. Offering money to this regime is just allowing them to take those resources, dump them into terrorism and still expand their nuclear activities and reach the nuclear threshold. We have continued opening the spigot.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News hourly update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Israel's campaign against Hamas in Gaza is ongoing. There have been more IDF airstrikes. A wayward rocket apparently launched by Palestinian Islamic Jihad hits near a Gaza hospital sparking outrage and violence in Lebanon, in Iraq, in Jordan, all outside U.S. embassies, and all directed at Israel. The U.S. State Department begins to move out diplomatic families, and Hezbollah fires more rockets into northern Israel. And who is behind it? Hamas? Hezbollah? Or is it just Iran? And how can it have such influence across so many people, across so many lands?
1: Well, I think it's important to remember that in the Middle East, There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. There isn't something that's just organic and sparking. There is an organizer. There is a plan. Somebody is pulling strings.
0: Richard Goldberg once led the Iran Nuclear Materials Program at the White House National Security Council. He is now a senior advisor for the Foundation for Defense of Democracies.
1: If it wasn't going to be the false uh, misinformation, uh, using as an excuse uh, claiming Israel had struck a hospital, it was going to be something else. But a combination of a Muslim Brotherhood network that exists uh, in these Arab capitals alongside Iranian networks that obviously exist in some of these capitals stands ready to organize people and and do what you're seeing on television. Uh, Put pressure on the U.S. embassy or where there is an Israeli embassy like in Amman. Cause violence. Cause unrest. Try to increase the pressure in the international community to get the United States and other countries to get Israel to back down. Uh, this is all part of the plan. And so we should we should be very clear-eyed. If you're in Amman, Jordan, very active Muslim Brotherhood network, active IRGC, Revolutionary Guard Corps network, worries the kingdom greatly has for a long time. We've seen coup attempts in the past uh, against the kingdom of Jordan. They didn't just come into the street you know, by accident within minutes of seeing something on Al Jazeera. It's not like the Cubs winning the World Series and people pouring into Wrigleyville. Uh, This is a very organized effort. And so I think this is going to continue. It goes to the lack of deterrence we have against Iran. It also goes to the lack of consequences uh, we've imposed on the sponsors of Hamas and those that are broadcasting these messages. Al Jazeera, for example. Where is Al Jazeera broadcast from? Who's funding it? Qatar. Doha Qatar, the home of Hamas as well. Zero consequences right now for the Qataris. Same goes for the Turks, our NATO ally, that also host Hamas terrorists and leaders and use their state media to put out disinformation. So there has to be a real strategy here, not to just fly into Tel Aviv, have a nice emotional talk, say we're with you but to start dealing out consequences to bad actors that are working to foment violence against the United States and Israel.
0: You mentioned Iran uh, and the Muslim Brotherhood. I I think a lot of Americans don't quite know who or what that means when you say that. They, They have, I think, at times become some of these foreign policy boogeymen, but these are very real ongoing threats who are very... Uh, very organized and very determined to do what they do, and what they do is is disrupt peace, and they, they pursue war, they pursue blood. But I'll have you talk more about
1: it. Yeah, and it, it's an interesting dynamic that people have really misunderstood for a long time. Remember, Hamas is a Sunni uh, Muslim organization. Uh, Iran is obviously a Shia jihadist uh, institution, theocracy. And yet the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a transnational, uh, very radical Sunni Islamic organization, they oppose uh, all the moderate uh, Arab countries, their regimes. Uh, They see a vision of of triggering uh, regime collapse in these countries. They obviously were behind uh, the protest movement that brought down uh, the former president of Egypt. We remember the scenes during the Arab Spring in Tahrir Square They elected a Muslim Brotherhood uh, president after that. Uh, The military couped the government there to get the Muslim Brotherhood out of power. Hamas is an uh, an affiliate, the Gaza affiliate, if you will, uh, of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, And so uh, it's strange that a Sunni radical organization would be working and coordinating with a Shia government uh, in Tehran, but they have the same common interests. And long ago, Iran decided to jump from just funding Shia uh, organizations like Hezbollah in Lebanon to providing direct sponsorship, coordination, and support to Sunni organizations like Hamas as well, because their shared vision is a Middle East where Arab Sunni governments collapse, uh, Israel is destroyed, and there is a jihad against the United States of America. And so it, it it is something to really understand that there is coordination between Uh, Hamas, the larger Muslim Brotherhood network that exists in all of these different Arab countries, primary sponsorship for that network coming from Qatar and Turkey that have alignment and ideology and all of the resources, the material, the, the tools of warfare, of terrorism, the weapons, the money flow to actually kill people. That's coming out of Iran.
0: President Biden spent uh, his day in Israel uh, offering, I guess, words of reassurance and solidarity, if that's the right word. This is an administration that has been rather lax when it comes to Iran policy, Uh, the the undoing of the Trump era policies of maximum pressure, uh, a pursuit of another nuclear deal. Uh, allowing without any real comment the expiration of u.n sanctions on iran which just just happened within the past what is it now not even 24 hours and iran uh now uh, being behind what we've seen over these past week this past week and a half uh we've all known iran is pursuing a nuclear weapon and there's always every so often a headline they're a week away they're a month away how close are they and and how close are they to using it? I mean, th- this is that's something that's harder to defend against.
1: Yeah, there's two parts of, of a nuclear weapons program. There is the material you need to build the bomb, especially the fissile material, the enriched uranium, and having enough of, of that uh, weapons-grade enriched uranium to put into a bomb. And then there's the actual building of the bomb, the weaponization piece. We have a real lack of insight into the weaponization activities Iran is involved in our intelligence services tell us and tell congress publicly that we have not assessed that they are working on building the bomb but they are still building out all the capabilities they need for that bomb so in other words they're building the assembly line having all of the pieces and tools ready for a moment where the supreme leader gives the order to build the bomb or to detonate a cruder device to show a nuclear power status and so right now Uh, Over the last two and a half years, the Biden administration, rather than holding Iran accountable, threatening them with economic sanctions, uh, political isolation, military deterrence, was chasing after Iran, trying to lure them back into that 2015 Iran nuclear deal, offering money and incentives to slow down the nuclear program. Iran basically laughed in their face and raced forward with their nuclear program. First 20 percent high enriched uranium, then 60 percent high enriched uranium, and now today, sitting at the capability to produce that weapons-grade uranium, even earlier this year, getting caught red-handed, producing just under it, around 84% enriched uranium, uh, but stopping short of that 90%. And so what we have seen is rather than say, whoa, uh, this strategy is not working, offering money to this regime is just allowing them to take those resources, dump them into terrorism, and still expand their nuclear activities and reach the nuclear threshold – uh, we have continued opening the spigots. And so as we speak today, you just mentioned the U.N. missile embargo expiring by The Biden administration, by policy, allowing that to happen. They could actually stop it. They have chosen not to. Uh, they have continued to allow money to go. We, we focus on the $6 billion that was moved into a bank account in Qatar for them to use. What about the $10 billion that just a couple of months prior over the summer was moved out of Iraq? to bank accounts in Oman for Iran to use. We have zero information or news coverage about the $10 billion. No announcement of locking down that money. And then more than a million barrels per day of oil increase from Iran exporting oil to China throughout the summer. Massive, massive revenues uh, being collected. Uh, All of that put together, probably at least a $50 billion sanctions package on an annual basis there. Uh, has to stop. It has to stop because the strategy isn't working. It's not working. You can't say I'm opposed to Hamas, the tentacle, but we're going to keep pouring money into the head of the octopus in Tehran. That's a flawed strategy. It's going to backfire. And it's not just about the terrorism piece, as you mentioned. It's also going to make sure that their nuclear threats continue to expand. And if we are deterred today as a country from confronting this threat, Imagine what we will be deterred by if this is the regime that also has nuclear weapons. We're speaking with
0: Richard Goldberg, former White House National Security Council staffer, and now with the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, on how the Israel-Hamas war is quickly expanding to a region-wide and perhaps beyond conflict. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. The President uh, today once again issued a, a warning in his softer tones, saying the words "Don't, don't, don't is that as forceful as he can he needs to be in 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 terms of the rhetoric uh, there one one recalls a a mean tweet of the former president directed right at uh, the Iranian president at the time in in all capitals uh, giving a very good threat not to not to ever threaten the United States. There, There is a contrast here, and I I think most people are noticing that.
1: I think that Iran is looking at this and saying, I don't believe your rhetoric. OK, in the last few hours, we have reports of Iran-backed militias attacking U.S. forces in Iraq. Drone strikes, rocket attacks. We have no known military response in the United States to that, to defend our forces. What are they making of that? Uh, he's talked about, I'm going to send a second carrier sh- strike group over Okay, the Eisenhower was just leaving Norfolk, Virginia. It's not going to be on site until the end of the month. So what is that? That's a press release. He's talked about moving 2,000 Marines uh, aboard uh, another amphibious uh, ship that we have that's been parked in the Persian Gulf for a few weeks because Iran was seizing tankers. That's why we sent it there. He's going to leave the Persian Gulf and move it over to the Mediterranean. It's going to take a while to get there. Meanwhile, we're actually removing the deterrence from Iran's border and moving it over to Lebanon's border. So if you're the Iranians, and today being, as he says, don't, 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 the same day he's allowing the UN missile embargo to expire, what are you actually seeing? Are you seeing deterrence? Or are you seeing uh, a go sign to continue to escalate? Uh, The president is intentionally not being clear. He didn't even say the word Iran. Iran in his remarks today. He didn't say Iran's complicit in this attack. Iran's accountable. We're going to hold Iran accountable. He wants to maintain this incredibly contradictory policy where he is maintaining uh, diplomatic channels to Iran, uh, an openness to further nuclear deals, more money that could go in the future once this conflict uh, uh, today is in the rearview mirror, once people forget about the massacre that just occurred. And I hope we never forget about it. Uh, and at the same time, say to the Israelis, you have permission to go after Hamas, but on a limited basis, because here are our requirements to pacify the Arab world. That's the speech I heard today. And I know it was heartfelt in, in a lot of moments. And, and I teared up in some of the moments where he talked about the victims and, and people who have lost people. And it's, this is tough stuff. It's emotional. But if you take the emotion out of it and you look at this from a foreign policy and national security perspective and look at the chessboard from Tehran's point of view, we are not increasing our deterrence today. We're not.
0: Yesterday, uh, the Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry, and we should always take this with grains of salt uh, because the health ministry is a tool of Hamas in Gaza. Uh, they uh, announced that uh, I- Israel had struck uh, a hospital and that there were hundreds of, of perhaps dead or wounded. Uh, it, that narrative did not last very long as it became quite evident over the next 10 to 12 hours that this was not an israeli strike but a rocket from a uh gaza group ended up being palestinian islamic jihad how much of a warning is this about the information war that accompanies the very physical war that we're watching
1: well it's a huge warning remember what i said the information operations network of hamas is a combination of the muslim brotherhood's capabilities out of qatar and Turkey and Iran's capabilities. They have their sources on the ground. They're putting things out. There's a lot of disinformation, and Western media eats it up. Uh, I have no respect whatsoever for people who went out and decided to just take a foreign terrorist organization's word for it, as if Al-Qaeda had put out a press release, and we would have taken it as fact and made it a headline in mainstream media outlets. Completely irresponsible. And I would say to, to the executives at every network, at every major newspaper in the United States. And I hope they do this in other countries as well, like the BBC and elsewhere. There needs to be today a high-level accounting of what just happened and how it's going to be prevented in the future because this operation is not about to stop. It's just beginning, which means we're going to see more of this in the days and months ahead. And I would like to have a conversation like what happened on election night, going back to 2000 and beyond. When newscasts, news outlets, editors, everyone said, We're not reporting things quickly. We're going to take our time. We're going to verify. We're not going to be just first out there because we got a hot source and we think because right now it's not even about whether somebody won an election or not and whether there's going to be a lot of emotions out of the public the next day. That's nothing compared to lighting the Middle East on fire with your reporting and giving our enemies the excuse, the premise. Obviously, don't need an excuse, but the, the the pretext, at least, to go out into the streets, try to set things on fire, try to hurt Americans. OK, these reports matter. And it also matters about getting it right and being honest in your reporting.
0: Richard Goldberg, you are a former member of the White House National Security Council working on countering the Iranian weapons of mass destruction program. You're now a senior advisor for the Foundation. For defense of democracies. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.